Hey, what's going on? Nothing. Everything's doing good over here. Well, let me just introduce you real quick to my uh, followers and all. First of all, y'all know who this is. This is Luke Cage. Second, I have the honor and the privilege of having a really good friend of mine join my join in on my podcast. Her name is Susan. I call her Suzuki. So, if you want, introduce yourself to my audience if you like Suzuki. You can get started on a conversation. Yes, I am Suzanne Suzuki. And I have a son, two kids, a daughter who's 15, and my son who has Down syndrome and autism. I'm a single mom. I do have a podcast where I like to speak about our life experiences, his life, things he's gone through, the struggles, the success, all the triumphs he's had, as well as provide help and resources to other moms and those who want to work in the field with individuals with disability that people may not know about. Also give that hope of our kids will be able to do things, even if the doctors say they can't, and let parents know they're not alone. And a lot of parents do go through the same struggle and feelings that parents may have is, you know, not really something to feel bad about. Right, right. So, and your son's name is JCO, and he's a cool kid. Very respect, very respectable. Um, cool, down there, very, very nice kid. Um, handsome. You know what I mean? So, let the, give the audience one, like, specific story that they could relate to for the families out there with autistic children that you go through and struggle with, whether it be um, in school or at home, whichever you choose. Okay, so one thing that is something I go through in all aspects, school, home, going out in public, his life in general, is, you know, when you see other kids doing things your child isn't doing and where you feel as though because your child may not be speaking at a certain age or is unable to do certain activities that feeling of anger that they have a disability is very normal. It's something that every parent feels that it's like, oh, I just dislike this disability. I wish my child didn't have it. And then that doubt of you as a parent thinking, well, I'm not doing enough or I'm not being a good enough mom because my child is not doing this at this time. And that no matter what, you, the parent, you are doing amazing job and that it's okay to be mad that your child has a disability. It's okay to feel like it, it just, the anger and the wish that that disability is not something your child struggles with. Cause I know I felt a lot of guilt being mad about it and, you know, wishing that it wasn't that way because then it's like, I would think, man, that means I'm not liking who my child is or I'm mad at who my child is when that's not the case at all. It's absolutely normal because 
you know, you wish your child could do all the things. You know, you want your child to be included, and you know, because of those setbacks and that disability, that there are places and people that won't accept your child. And it, it, it hurts. Right. And that's one of the reasons why, I, as I know you, you want your child to experience those things. That's why he goes to the schools that he goes to. You can easily put your, school, your child in a different type of setting. But you want him to experience just like any other normal kid. You know what I'm saying? He's a normal kid just with a disability. That's what the society is now. They always tend to single out anybody that's not they deem as normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they go after that unnormalcy and use it against whoever, whether it be a, a child, a grown-up, whatever the case may be. Yeah. You know what I mean? But meanwhile, all you're trying to do as a parent, and all of us really, you see, because a lot of us are more accepting than a lot of other people. You see, a lot of people nitpick. They pick up because, oh, you're disabled, you shouldn't be doing this. Because you're this, you shouldn't be doing this. Or because you're LGBTQ+, you shouldn't be doing this. It's just singling out things unnecessarily because it's not normal to them. Meanwhile, if they just realize, first off, it's none of your business, right? No. How anybody lives their life. You know what I'm saying? Second of all, it has nothing to do with you. If it's not affecting your paycheck, your life, your everyday struggles, mm -hmm. mind your business. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let people be themselves, whether it's a child like JCO or a grown-up. doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Stay to yourself. Right. Let people be who they are, and then this world will be so much better. But it's not like that. You know, it, it should be, but it's not. You know? Exactly. And that's why I always say when people will try and say, well... You know, most kids should be doing this because this is normal. I've always said, I've always asked them because I used to get upset and be like, okay, well, I know he's not. But then I started asking them, well, what is normal, right? What about people is normal? What about in the environment and how people are is normal? And nobody could ever really tell me they would try and start talking about how people learn and then I would ask him, okay, well, does everybody in the world, those without disabilities, because, you know, of course, they would say it's the people with disabilities that aren't normal. I would say, okay, so does everybody in the world without a disability learn the exact same way at the exact same time? And they would say no. So I would always say there is no such thing as normal, because normal means that it's done exactly the same way it is you know, interpreted the exact same way and nothing at all is different. And not one person is just like another person. You're right, exactly. We all learn differently. We all built differently. There's no such thing as, just like you said, you just hit on it just a few seconds ago. If it, everything was normal, everybody do things the same exact way and down the line. It's the same thing in profession. If everybody was meant to be an actor and actress, they would be. They're not. If anybody was meant to be a doctor, they would be. They're not. So exactly. everything, everyone is different in their own right. And just because they're different doesn't mean you single them out. You know what I mean? Just with a disability, same way. Just yeah. take it as that. It's just that it's a disability. There's plenty of people in the world and in the United States with many disabilities, right? Exactly. But they, treat, 
they treat people differently because of those disabilities. Meanwhile, nine times out of 10, you hear that person is disabled, don't treat me different than everybody else. Right. That's the first thing they would say. Exactly. See what I'm saying? I want to be treated like everybody else. Right. And most people treat those with disabilities as the disability, not as a person. And that's what society teaches you is that person is disabled. So that is, they are their disability when in fact they're not. And one specific example of not being accepted and people trying to say how my son isn't normal or my son cannot be around other people because it's not good for those without disabilities on my son's birthday. It happens every birthday party is we'll invite people. And I had a lot of parents call me and say, Hey, look, we can't have our child come to his birthday party because of his disability. We don't feel comfortable because we don't want to um, get, put them in an environment of how your son is because people's perception of those with disabilities is almost as if like, oh, they're violent. They're so different that the other child will be uncomfortable and they don't want their child to see whatever their no, assumption is. Of right. It's, but it's not even the kids that's doing right. it. Right. It's the parents. So they're so close-minded. Right. And then that. the kids believe it, though, because it's of the parents. parents. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, they ought to take their parents' lead. But meanwhile, the kid had nothing to do with it. As they're saying, well, I can't have, well, they'll talk amongst themselves and say, well, I can't have a, what if that rubs off of my son or daughter or what if, right. you know what I mean? Well, they're so stupid. That's what they think. You know what I mean? Instead of just letting, I just, he's, JCO is the nicest kid on the planet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if they just let the kids just interact, that's all JCO wants. Right. He wants interaction with, no, he wants to feel like he's normal. That's all. It's not hard. People make it hard. It's not hard at all. People make life and situations hard unnecessarily. Right. Because they think my son may, they have this perception that my son may try and put his hands on them or be violent or because he may yell and scream and not be able to speak with words. They feel like that's something they don't, for whatever reason, it makes no sense to me because, of course, my mindset but those are the things they say they're uncomfortable with is the fact that he'll yell because he can't verbalize what he's wanting or he'll have meltdowns and they feel uncomfortable with their kids seeing that. Or they feel like my child may, JCL may try and put his hands on them. And so those are perceptions they have. Yes, my, mom, my son does have meltdowns. Yes, he does put his hands on himself because of his frustration. But seeing kids seeing that and knowing that, okay, it does happen, but this is what happens and how a parent or someone can be towards them. So it helps them. So then say they're out and see a child with a disability having a meltdown or having a situation, they can then know how to help them because we should want to help people in society who are going through something bad or are struggling and upset, you know? Because right. if you notice, you'll see, some people will see a woman crying in the middle of a store, and a lot of people will go up to her, are you okay? How can I help you? Well, we should do the same with those with disabilities. And if you're not around them, you won't know how to, and it's just, they walk by them, you know? Yeah, but 
the clear example is we were talking like last week sometime, like the week prior. Something happened to JCO, but he had to tell you the school date. But since we already came to the conclusion that when you explained the whole scenario to me, they took it as if that it was JCO's fault and they think nothing of it, right? And they're going to wait till Monday to get to you after it all boils down over the weekend. Meanwhile, that pissed you off because, first off, anything that happens to JCO, the school already knows to call you. They didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And number two was to blame it on your son, knowing that he's disabled. It's easier to shift the blame on him because, oh, he's disabled and he don't know no better. Right. But that's what they do when with autistic children. They do that. They tend to press it on mm-hmm. the autistic child instead of trying to find out what really happened. And nine times out of ten, it's the other kid that started that whole scenario. Exactly. And they think because they're disabled and he's not, they're not fully understanding what he says that they can do anything they want to him and talk to them any way they want to and nobody will know because their assumption is they can't communicate and tell anybody what happened so they assume oh I can beat him up I can talk to him this way because he can't tell anybody that I did it and what happened and that's their assumption which is so wrong on so many levels because they even those who have autism and are nonverbal, they have other ways of being able to communicate with things that happen to them. So it's right. like thinking they can do whatever they want and get away with it because they think they can't communicate is a very real thing and scary. What, before I go, what is it that you will want to tell the audience about dealing with autism and how you would want everybody, doesn't matter just your son, Jason, how you will want all autistic children, disabled children to be treated. I would want people to ask questions. If they see him or see me, ask questions. And don't be afraid to, you know, want to be there and help and to come and be around them, treat him as JCO, not as his disability, not treat him almost like baby him, I guess you could say, you know, treat him like he, like he's 18 years old, you know, if you see an 18 year old, how you would treat them, treat him that way and be kind and accepting to him and love him and just be there for him, you know, treat him as an equal. Right. And uh, that's that's the final word from Miss Stephanie Suzanne Peterson. I'm gonna give my my final word. It was an honor to have you on the show, first off. But I want to say this to my audience: we all are different based on color, religion, uh, sexual preference, religion, um, disability. Um, we should all be treated equally, no matter what. Whether you have a disability, whether you're blind autistic, crippled, whatever the case may be, paralyzed, right? Whatever it is in life, we're all, God made us to all be equal, no matter what. Yes. It's not hard to treat everybody with respect, treat everyone you want, like you want to be treated in life. You know what I mean? It's not that hard. People, individuals make it hard because it's not hard at all. My, my summation is treat everybody with respect, love one another, and just treat everybody equally. 
and the world will be such a different place. Yeah. JCO is one of the nicest boys you ever want to meet. He's respectful, kind-hearted. He's funny. And he's a handsome young man. And he, he just wants to be treated normal like every other kid, like every other 18-year-old. He may have learning disabilities or just a little bit slower than others, but he's still a very intelligent man. And he just wants to be treated like everybody else. And it shouldn't be that hard. So that's my final word. And thank you, Susie Q, for being on. Love you to death. I'll talk to you after this. And thank you for um, having me. Oh, you're never got to thank ever. You're the coolest person ever. So I'm out. Thank you for listening. I love all you guys. And I hope you learned something from this conversation. Peace. Bye.